it's time to relax. And uh, you know what that means. <laughs> it's time to watch some security camera footage, but not even get paid $9 an hour on the original Janksters podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Yay. <laughs> We're back after a little bit of a break. Pete was traveling the world. Yes. I went home <laughs> to go visit some family, mainly to visit grandma's. Uh, only yeah. saw one of such, but um, <laughs> did get to see. Uh, I was trying to visit all the grandmas in the state. Yep, and unfortunately, I only, only got to one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Just so happened to be mine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, got to see our grandmother, and she's doing well. At least she's doing better, so that's very good. Um, yep. Got to visit with the Kevin. Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, that sounds familiar. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, saw the uh, the old brothers, which is always good. And the other brother was very busy, but at least I got to hang out with Scooch at least once. Um, yep, that's good. One thing we need to do is bring Nick back onto the show because he's just oh, a delight. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a fun, fun goer. Um, we really do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, I got to visit with some family and stuff like that. That was really cool. I had a lot of fun. Uh, every time I go home, it seems like I have to come back here extremely sore from something. So like my <laughs> whole body was sore from either playing golf or what was the thing that I did with my legs? I don't remember. Oh, the dancing. going to bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Dancing, just dancing in the night oh, away. Oh God. Fuck man. man. Like I didn't even feel at, that bad Saturday, but Sunday, like it somehow got way worse. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? And my calves were killing me, dude. Like every time I tried to like once I started moving and actually like applying like, I don't know, not exercise, but like walking, <laughs> I was mm-hmm. fine. But it was that startup. I was like, oh, oh no. I know. I was I felt like an old man. Yep. <laughs> we used every time to I got DDR. on my legs, they were like, nope, not going to have this. Yep. Thought I was going right down. Like, like once I was moving, I forgot that it even happened. But then I sat down for like a little while and I got back up. I was like, no, oh, <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> and then I'd like have to walk around just, the, it, it, it just, it hurt. Like my whole body was killing me. Um, yeah. Uh, so weird. I went ice we got skating. old very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I hate it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, then you start looking like uncle Rick. That way I could stay in shape. Um, but yeah, so, um, I did some ice skating, uh, Nick almost broke his coccyx, um, (laughs) which is just fun to say. Yep. Uh, no, he almost, he almost like broke his shoulder or collarbone or something like that. I guess he sprained it instead. (sighs) Maybe next time. Um, but then after that, he's never going to be a good football player like uncle Rick. No, (laughs) (laughs) he does everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna talk about that movie probably more than the other one yes um but uh but yeah then we did uh we went to haunted trails did a bunch of stuff it was just a lot of fun going back home um so basically um uh after that i had to come back to washington where they sent me out to marysville for a week so uh it's been it's been a quite exuberant last two weeks um, <laughs> just very busy very busy guy i don't like being busy i like being me um, before we get I don't into like movies, being exuberant, I like to be a, a zebra. Let me pull I like up my to be Zoopily Zoo. <laughs> I wish I was Zoopily Zoo because there's nothing more Zoopily than Zoopily Zoo. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about a couple quick things in the news media that has come oh. down, uh, you know, within these last few weeks that I've been dying to talk about real quickly. 
Um, oh man, I'm intrigued. As you should be. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we're going to jump into the board gaming or not board gaming, uh, video game. Do some video game news real quick. Um, video game news. Bam, bam, bam. So they just announced, uh, like I said, within the last couple of weeks, I don't remember which exact day. Borderlands three coming this October. Or September? I think it's actually September. <laughs> I think they've kind of teased the date being September like 13th or 14th, somewhere around there. But it's coming out this year. And uh, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but I love Borderlands. Uh, played <laughs> oh, the, I know. I played the Unholy Bejesus out of the first one. Um, and I'm actually trying to make my way through again with the second one. Because I really like the second one. Uh, the story is so much better in the second one. <laughs> um, oh, God, I can't... Uh... Just, now is that one is it the same characters from the first one and the second one and all that stuff or is it like different characters each time type deal uh so you choose different characters each time. the second one um the really cool thing about it is the first four characters that you get to choose from in the first one they're npcs in the second one so they're, oh. they're you get to meet them and you're talking with them and some of them give you missions and some of them are huge plot lines so it's really really oh, cool, cool to interact with the people from the first one and from what it looks like all, all of those people from the first and second one are going to be in this third game. <laughs> so <Nice. laughs> I'm really excited to see how that pans out. That's pretty sweet. Um, looks like four new playable characters as per norm. Uh, don't really know too much about them. I don't know which ones are which. I don't. I'm hoping. I don't know if whoever the villain's going to be in this one. I don't think they're going to live up to Handsome Jack because that guy is... <laughs> He's hysterical. Um, you can't be more handsome than Handsome Jack. No, it's just impossible. But yeah, Handsome Jack <laughs> was amazing in this one. Um, of course, right after they did the second one, uh, I think it was just a few years later, they came out with the pre-sequel, which didn't do as well uh, in the mass market. So, uh, But <laughs> everybody's hyped for this third one. Uh, GameSpot and IGN are a bunch of retards saying, oh, this one doesn't <laughs> look as good. Uh, it's just not bringing anything special. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they're retarded because they're bringing along huge, like you can go to different worlds now. (laughs) I don't know how that's not a big thing. Um, but yeah, one of them looks like neon city. So I cannot wait to go there. Oh, we got to find Dr. Milk. I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, but there's so much great stuff in this one that it looks like, um, so I'm excited. Borderlands three. Can't wait. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Second, second video game. We already talked about it once, but um, it seems like they're really kind of wrapping up because I think the release date's coming up here soon at the end of April. Mortal Kombat 11. Got some more mm-hmm. Got some more scooping poopins with this one. Scooping <laughs> poopins. So let me see if I can try to look up this character roster so far so we can see. And we'll talk about some of the peeps in there real quick since we know I that. I bet it's got Vega and Blanca. <laughs> E Honda. All of your favorite Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> e Subaru. E Subaru. <laughs> oh. All of them. Okay. <laughs> e Kia. So I think I've No, no. Stop this. Stop this immediately. Hold on. Uh <laughs> all right, there we go. This is much better. Alright, so uh, this is this is who we got uh, for Mortal Kombat 11. Let, let me How many go characters? Th- Ooh, that's a great What's question. What's the total? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh. Uh, 14, <laughs> 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, <laughs> 20, 
21, 22. Uh, there's two of them that are unconfirmed playable, but look like they're in the trailers, but they haven't showed any like gameplay yet. And that's uh, that would bring it up to what the hell did I just say? Number <laughs> uh, 22, 22. So that would bring the number up to 24. Um, but let's go through these. So the first okay. one, which is weird because he got killed off in the 10th one, but to bring him back Baraka. <laughs> Um, that's cool. I'm nice. excited for it. I'm not against it. The Mortal Kombat storyline is kind of wiggity wonky anyway, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> There's ways. I did watch, I think. They could always be his son. <laughs> that's true. Baraka it's, looks just like him. Uh, Baraka Jr. Um, <laughs> but it, they did, I did watch a two hour long video. Uh, it was like split up into parts and each one was like 30 minutes of like what the whole storyline was. And I didn't know anybody actually read the stuff in like Mortal Kombat one and two, but somebody did. Yeah. Oh god. I mean, does does the story in those count anymore? Because I felt like that they one don't. was it like nine or whatever that basically started the whole thing over and was telling the whole story fresh. Yes. Yeah. That that was the that thing. was the first was... one that had like a story mode. Right. Number <laughs> six. Was it six? No, it was number seven. Number seven. Uh, was Armageddon. That was the big game where you can... It literally had every single character in the Mortal Kombat universe in this game, including yeah, the fact that you can create your own with a K. Um, <laughs> but it it had everything. It had everything. But the storyline in that one is everybody died. Everybody just straight up <laughs> died. Um, wow, everybody? Yeah. Literally everybody? Yeah. Besides Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn killed everyone. Well, it was a fight with everybody. Oh. Everybody was killing each other. And Shao Kahn was the last one. Um, Blaze was on top of this. I don't know the story. I'm not going to go through this whole story. Just I'm talking about Mortal Kombat <laughs> 11. But yeah, everybody died in 11 or uh, in Armageddon. And in 9, like you said, uh, is where Raiden, just before Shao Kahn killed him, basically sent a message. And that's how 9 starts. Um, 9 starts where it's like, hey, we got to do something different. Something, something needs to change. So that's <laughs> where that one begins. Well, anyways. Yeah, I feel like it's hard. You couldn't even really come up with the actual story for the ones before nine, just because like with it was all arcade mode. So whoever you beat the thing with had a different story, whether you beat it with Liu Kang or you beat it with fucking striker or whatnot, it's going to have a different ending each time. So which one is the official ending? They always <laughs> that's the thing is like when the new game would start, apparently the story would be Liu Kang was the one who technically was the official one that won most of them, even though in uh, the first one. Sub-Zero, like at the end of the first one, Sub-Zero is the one who's supposed to be ending the tournament. And then, of nice. course, that all got, like, nixed when Liu Kang, I guess, I don't know. I have no fucking idea. But anyways, it's all convoluted. <laughs> all right, so Baraka. That's the first one who's going to be yeah, in here. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I'm very glad he's back. That is very cool. Cassie Cage is coming back. A lot of people wanted her back. She's a fan favorite. Um, I'm not against her. I like the idea of Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage having a kid, and this is yeah. the product of that. I'm cool with that. I also liked her nut punch in the last one. <laughs> yes. It was disturbing in every in every sense. <laughs> I can't stop seeing them pop in front of me. Uh, uh, so we got two new characters, and I'll get to fun, both of them. Stop. But the first one here is Cetrian. Cetrian. Um, she is like <laughs> kind of like a... She is the goddess of Earth. So we've already seen like Fujin with the goddess of air and, of course, Raiden and the god of – or not the goddess of air. <laughs> uh, the god of air <laughs> and then we had uh, Raiden, the god of thunder. Um, this one's the goddess of Earth. Uh, she looks like uh, 
boy, a, basically almost a reimplantation or implantation of of like Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy from the last uh, uh, Injustice oh, Two. Oh, from the uh, yeah, okay. Um, even to the point to where her like on like her intro to the fight, the plants grow up out of the ground just like Swamp Things did. So I'm, <laughs> I was like, okay, they just reskinned. I think that's what Swamp they Thing, did. Basically. Yeah. Anyways, so we got Cetrian. Uh, the next one we got Deborah. Well, it's good. I guess it's good that they gave her plants more so than just like Earth, because Earth is already Tremor. Yep. Well, <laughs> they gave her both plants and Earth. So, and I oh. believe water and fire. So basically, I've everything. Damn. Yeah. This one's <laughs> weird and complicated version of Mortal Kombat. Seems like it's the yeah. most complicated out of all of them so far. So. I don't know. Which is not what I ever wanted in a fighting game. Right. I don't think it's all the moves, but I think they're doing kind of like what they do with 10. I don't think you pick like a style this time, but I think they're kind of bringing what they did with Injustice 2 and a combination of Injustice 2 and 10, where like certain gear will change certain stuff, but I think you could still pick certain moves. So it's just like, just give me a guy so I could play him and learn him. I don't want to learn all these (laughs) different things. Yeah, I don't need 8 million different aspects, and you could do these moves with this one and this one with this one, and it's like, oh man. That's fine. <laughs> How nine, am I ever going to get good at this? Nine is going to go down as one of the greatest Mortal Kombat games ever ever made. Like, I could pick that I one up be. and just play. I mean, the fatalities in 10 are amazing. I mean, some of the greatest fatalities ever, if not the best, but nine was just such a great game. All right. Uh, next, we got Devora. She's coming back. That's that insect lady. Very cool. I'm excited oh, for yeah. Her. Uh, I liked her. Aaron Black, he's the Outworld cowboy. Also liked him. I like that they're bringing in like different, <laughs> different jobs. <laughs> and then we got Cowboy in this one. Great. He was in the tenth one. It's very Kid uh, Nitro. Yes. <laughs> what um, jobs can we add? <laughs> yep. Need him. Need him. Got him. Got him. Need him. <laughs> All right. Next one, Garrus. Uh, I believe he's new as well. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know why that. Yeah, I think you mentioned him before. Yeah. He's like some time guy. Yeah, yes, he is the time guy. Yes. I don't know why they're not marking him down as being new in this list, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. He's the guy who can kind of alter time. Uh, next, we've got Jade coming back. Pretty excited uh, for Jade. She hasn't been in here for uh, a while. I'm not excited. <laughs> I've never needed Jade. Uh, she was always like the the lesser of those like lady ones. She got staff, though. <laughs> She's got that staff infection. <laughs> <laughs> this one. I don't care about, and she was in the last one, Jackie Briggs. Oh. I have no I have no need oh. for her. No need yeah. for her at all. It's too much when you got Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade's kid and Jax's kid, oh. and, like, they're working together. That's just, like, fucking Muppet Babies shit. Where it's, it's like, it's too much. <laughs> Mortal Kombat <laughs> 10 was the Muppet Babies game, because everybody <laughs> had a kid in that goddamn uh, game. Yeah. Uh, thankfully looking at the list, that is the last Muppet baby. So, um, <laughs> of course you can't have Jackie Briggs without Jax. Jax is back in this one. That's good with Johnny Cage. Cabal is coming back, which I'm very, oh, very excited yes. for. He was amazing in the, uh, the, the ninth one. Cause you get to see kind of how he gets his ugliness. So that's pretty cool. Oh, I didn't remember that part. I don't think he was a playable character, but they explain how he got defeated formed in the face so i i what was it i don't even remember i don't remember either i just watched that video (laughs) it was very memorable i think it was from sector (laughs) 
or Cyrax sprayed acid on his face or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't understand how he like gets the super Cyrax seat. thing. Yeah. I don't, he had acid. I don't know how he gets the super speed thing, but I'm glad that there's a character in this universe with super speed. Kano <laughs> is in this one. I already talked about it. Katana okay. is the unconfirmed playable one. Nobody's sure if she's actually going to be in there, but of course she's in a lot of the cutscenes, so we'll see. Uh, the next. Yeah, I mean, you got to. Why would you not have Katana? <laughs> it's I know. like, well, that would be stupid. We'll see. We'll see. Um, the next one is the newest one that just got announced, and that's the Collector with a K. <laughs> Got to make sure that you put everything so with a K. Not the one from Marvel? <laughs> no. Uh, this one, he is different. He's completely different. Um, so basically, <laughs> he's got four arms like Goro, but do, do not look like any of those guys. He <laughs> just has four arms. And uh, he's very skinny, very small, and he just collects stuff uh, to the point to where his fatality is just him collecting pieces of the inside of a body. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and he's using <laughs> so all like four arms. Adam, to just like, four arms. Yeah. It's just so weird. Um, he's really cool. I like, I, I think, I, I think I like this guy. Um, the one thing it, before I continue with the rest of these, the one thing that is kind of confusing with this newish game is before they used to have these x-ray moves. And we always questioned, wouldn't this kill somebody? Well, <laughs> Now in this new game, when you're about, I think, a quarter of your life or even like maybe a fifth of your life left, you can do what is called your, oh man, that action burn or whatever the hell it is. Basically, your your big x-ray move towards the end of somebody's life. And that'll basically just bring them down the rest of the way. The problem I have with the visuals of this is from what I've seen for the last like four or five characters when they've been announced, they always show like the gameplay style and then they show... That, that last, like, big x-ray move, and then they show the fatality. These x-ray moves are to the point, and, I, and it's cool, but it's also like, what the, where's the line? The x-ray moves look like the fatalities. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then after you watch the x-ray move, the announcer says, finish him. I was like, I, I just saw that. I just <laughs> saw him get finished. So I'm, yeah. I'm confused because the collector, he does all this, like, he jumps on the dude's back, starts stabbing him in the back a whole bunch of times, then reaches around, slits his throat, and then the thing says, finish him. <laughs> it's like, what? What did I just watch then? Yeah. I guess it doesn't make sense. Like, I can see you doing a fatality on somebody who's, like, their corpse, but, like, when they, you know, they have to be standing up, which exactly. doesn't make sense. <laughs> exactly. Because then they get, they stand right back up, and they're just, like, in that daze, <laughs> yeah. like, moving around. And then, like, finish him. No. I yeah, it doesn't did. make a lot I'm of sense. I'm just going to let him fall. <laughs> I did look up this collector, though. He looks pretty cool. Yeah, he looks I do really like cool. him. Yeah. He does look like he's the same race as Goro, just, like. Not as bulky and like yeah, very slim down, and he's blue. Yeah, which is cool. That's a good look. Yeah, I like it. It looks really good. All right, next we got Kotal Khan is coming back. I don't know how or I don't know why, and a lot of people <laughs> apparently seem to like this guy. He's not only just confusing, but he just seems like he's a big, big lug. Like it's so <laughs> I can't I can't play as him because he just moves around like so luggish sluggishly i don't know i don't like Kotal Khan. plus his last name is very confusing for me because when i first got released i thought he was uh uh shao khan's like nephew or something and i was like oh god here we go and then it apparently it has nothing to do with shao khan he's like no oh, really? mortal combat why did you use his last name 
<laughs> yeah. You could have chosen to be so connected many somehow. names, but no, they're not related at all. So why the huh. fuck? <laughs> Anyways, Kung Lao, yeah, he's bad. coming back. Really excited for Kung Lao. Not against him. Kronika is another person who can uh, alter time, but this is another one of those hmm. like katana things where she's in the game as far as like cutscenes go, but nobody knows. I have a feeling that you'll be able to play with her because she's one of the new people. So she'll probably be an unlockable or some something like that, um, which I wish probably one they... you have to pay for. <sighs> no DLC later on. I'll explain those later. Oh. Uh, there are two of them in which you. Have How to do pay people for. know her name if she's not like, oh, been announced says, as a character? She says her name in one of the cutscenes. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she's like the goddess of time or something like that. Um, next, <laughs> they're putting out this entire game before the actual game comes out. Here's every single cutscene from the entire game. Yeah, I don't know. Here's um, every fatality from the game. I think. Why they, do I need to buy this game? When they did the first like trailer for it, I think everybody got confused because it was Raiden versus Scorpion, and it was like the evil Raiden from, I guess, the tenth game. I don't fucking know. Um, it's when he basically, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so basically the cutscene is just Raiden and Scorpion, and then Raiden kills Scorpion. Like, he's straight up dead. And then the the old Scorpion, the old retro Scorpion shows up, and everybody's like, what the fuck is this game? Is it just like a time game? What's going on? So then they finally release some more trailers, kind of giving people a better understanding of why there's older versions and newer versions of everybody i still don't even understand everything but whatever (laughs) i would be like you're not selling this as a movie this is a fucking video game buy the fucking game (laughs) you don't need to understand what all the story bits are in a mortal Kombat game (laughs) until you buy the game i so agree with that it's just a fighting game (laughs) give me all the characters again i'll be happy then but keep their fatalities i don't want to create a fatality no thank you um (laughs) luke kang coming back very cool uh, Noob Saibot. I believe it's the dead Liu Kang. No, it's not. It can't be dead Liu Kang. That was uh, the other universe. Noob Saibot's coming back. And the crazy thing about him is he has the Saibot in his name. Don't know how he got the uh, uh, the rights to John Tobias's last name, but I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, well, it's backwards, so it's totally different. <laughs> well, they couldn't do that in the ninth one. They just called him Noob because John oh, really? Tobias would not let go of his last name. Yeah. So hmm. he was just known as Noob in that one. So I would just like change the like the you know spelling, put put two T's at the end or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, Raiden, <laughs> of course, is in this one as well as Scorpion. We got Scarlet returning. She was in the ninth one as a DLC character. She's basically yeah. Uh, she's probably she was kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. if She's my favorite like ninja ish one. She's right there. I would say probably. Either Melina or Scarlet is probably up there as my favorites. I really like mm-hmm. Scarlet, though. Uh, she uses, like, blood magic or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> next, we got Sonya Blade followed by Sub-Zero. Of course, we got a couple of classics there. The couple that you can get, uh, in addition, it seems like if you pre-order it, it's some combination of either pre-ordering it or already they've already got certain DLC that's already coming out. Uh, but of basically course. one of these two things you can get Shao Kahn and you can get Shang Tsung, whether through DLC or pre-ordering or what have you. So I'm sure it'll be DLC. Um, they're going to make you pay for, and then I know I'll get one of them is three a years for $20. <laughs> That's very true. One of them for sure, for a fact is a pre-order one. I just can't, I don't know off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, but the other one, 
I think is DLC. Even uh, the pre-order ones, I think you eventually get in the DLC anyway, Shao if you Khan. want to. That yeah. is true. Shao Kahn is the uh, pre-order, and Shang Tsung is, uh, is the first DLC character. Why? I don't know. <laughs> damn you, NetherRealms. I, damn you to hell. I did see that uh, Shao, or the Shang Tsung. Like, they made him look a lot like the actor who played him in the movie, just like older, yeah. which that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. They even did like a weird scene comparison where they even brought that scene from the first movie into this game. Oh, man. So is there a cutscene where they, guy, they have a, like a little <laughs> CGI brother? Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're both named Lou. Lou. <laughs> Actually, the other guy's I don't think his name is Lou. Um, no. But I like saying Lou. <laughs> My name is Stu. <laughs> 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 yeah that's true um yeah no that's basically the mortal Kombat stuff i'm not i'm still lukewarm i'm definitely gonna pull a kevin on this one and definitely not pull the trigger right away um probably wait until the xl or this one's 11 so it might be just the big boy mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> big boy this is where you get all the dlc and all the costumes for 20 dollars instead of paying 140 dollars up front should be mortal Kombat 11 the upside down Oh god, I'd want that. <laughs> I want to play as Will. <laughs> He's my favorite. He just constantly gets kidnapped. That's his only move. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's been kidnapped again. I didn't even throw a punch this time. <laughs> um, but that's about all I got for the video game news. Um, nothing really nothing else really kind of coming out that's fitting my fancy. I don't think uh no not that i could think of borderlands 3 is the big one for me and when i saw the collector on the mortal Kombat thing i was like oh might as well just bring that up because it seems like they're getting closer and closer to the end of announcing stuff so i'm cool with <laughs> what we've got here. finally <laughs> uh, i know i get yeah. all the notifications all the time <laughs> it's a lot of news where it's just like this isn't really news <laughs> just more characters you're giving me nothing <laughs> as like a surprise yeah it's I, one of those things where it's like they gotta have certain characters and it's just kind of like i don't even know like it's hard to get excited about that because you could just expect them to have these people <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things where you're just like i guess it could make me angry if they leave someone out but, but other than they that did so far and it's making people very angry oh there's one character I Striker. didn't say who is basically <laughs> in the game since the very beginning. Um, Raiden? No. Nope. <laughs> I said Raiden. <laughs> oh, shit. You said Liu Kang and Johnny Cage and... I think the only game he Sonya wasn't Blade, in Kano and... Was... Reptile? Yep. He's yep. N- nobody has said anything about Reptile yet. And it seems hmm. it seems so far that they're leaving him out, and a lot of people are getting poopy. <laughs> I would imagine he'll be in there as fucking DLC later on. <laughs> but why not now? Why not <laughs> now? I want him now. I don't want to pay for him. He's been in there from the beginning. I've already paid for I him. Know. This is the tenth game. I've paid for him. <laughs> yep. It's not fair, but that's what they do with everything God, nowadays. Nether realms just rapes, <laughs> rapes and pillages huts. 
<laughs> I hope they put the Ninja Turtles in there. <laughs> no, they already did that. I don't need any more of that. But they could have fatalities now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. They uh, could murder people with pizza. <laughs> I, it seems like I'm kind of getting sick of the crossover stuff. Like, it's cool, but then it's also like, uh, I mean, in the DC universe, it kind of almost makes sense because at least they were bringing in comic book characters minus Predator and Alien, even though eventually they got their comic books. <laughs> well, that was Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, see, that didn't even make any sense. <laughs> see, they're sense all blending that... together. <laughs> uh, There's nobody like that this time, huh? Well, they're not going to announce it right away. They always oh. shoot the game out. They'll probably be by the season pass. It'll come with uh, uh, a, two fighter packs out of three of them. <laughs> That's what they do. Get the season pass. Yeah. We'll give you two two of the three fighter packs for free, even though you bought it. So it's not free. And then we'll also give you yeah. two costume packs. And then you'll just have to buy the last the, the last character pack, which is what they did. What a bunch of bullshit. With ten, which I almost threw my goddamn game out the window when they said that. <laughs> buy the season pass. I did. I spent $100 on the game. We're going to give you everything except for the last fighter pack. Why? I paid for the goddamn season pass. Give me the last fighter pack. I still don't own fucking, uh, I think, Alien or uh, Leatherface or any of those guys. Because I refuse (laughs) to pay any more for that fucking game that I should have gotten already. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. (laughs) That's why I'm glad I waited. (laughs) Man, that shit pissed me off, dude. I could not believe it. There's certain series that I can't wait for, but this one, I mean, as much as I love them. I can wait. It's not like I'm missing out on, you know, storylines that are going to change my life. <laughs> Sometimes the storyline's okay, but it's not, you know, like, oh, God, if someone spoils it for me, I'll be ruined. I will. I will not wait for Borderlands 3 this time. For the first one, I didn't. I ended up buying the season pass for it, and then I got all the DLC that way. Uh, I think I got the first one at a discounted price, though, because it was already out for like a year, and I was in Iraq at the time, so... Um, I don't remember paying full price, but who knows? Cause I was making baller money out there. Um, <laughs> but then when the second one came out, I said, uh, well, right when I came back from deployment, they released the game as the game of year edition where you got the game and all the DLC and everything that ever came in it. And I was like, Oh, you son of a bitches, you got me. <laughs> so then borderlands two was coming out. I was like, I'm going to wait. And I did. And I completely waited. <laughs> I waited until even after the pre sequel came out. And then I decided to get it as because they were selling them together and I got all the DLC and I was like, yeah, and I got it for 20 bucks. I said, yeah. So this <laughs> yeah. Lands three, I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to get it all right away. I yeah. really want to play that game. It's, I've waited now five or six years now for the next one to come out. So I'm ready. That is a long time. Yeah. I'm hoping good things though. I'm hoping Gearbox doesn't drop the ball or do fucking paid shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find a way. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with what they did with the second one, which is they gave away these golden keys. The golden keys allowed you to go to the golden chest to get rare box or rare loot, like really rare loot. Yeah. It didn't always give you like the best stuff, but at least it gave you a chance. And every, I think, week or every two weeks, they would give you five free ones. I don't even think you can even buy the keys. So I'm cool with that because nice. it, it yeah. made people have to follow them on social media. And I'm really cool with that. I'm I'm completely fine with supporting people in that way, kind of giving them a 
some kind of advertising through the the internet or through social media or however they want it. I'm cool with that. Sure. Don't make me pay for more shit. I'm already paying for your fucking DLC that you put out later. Yep. Don't make me pay for a fucking a cool gun. It should be in the game already. <laughs> yep. That's what a games used to be. You have to get things by unlocking it or just grinding enough to fucking find it and mm-hmm. be able to afford it with in-game currency. <laughs> yeah. Like that was the point of having a game, but now it's just like just buy the shit. Just give us more money. <laughs> These are called credits. You can have credits, but if you can buy yourself some diamonds with real money, <laughs> the diamonds will give you more shit. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. Like, what's the? It really takes the point out of games because you're just like, why am I bothering? Like, I know. At least, like, when we play, spent so many hours playing Soul Calibur Two and doing like the story mode and trying to unlock more shit, like we had a purpose. It was like, oh man, we're gonna get some cool stuff. But now it's just like, well. You have to buy the shit anyway, and so why bother playing this storyline? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's not really much of a story here, so you're not getting that out of it. Yep. Horse's ass. Well, we're getting off topic. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Paranormal Activity 2. <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to kind of breeze through this one because there's another movie that I want to talk about more. <laughs> um, but Paranormal Activity 2, and uh, staying within lines of our Paranormal Activity watch, watch thing. Yep. Um. Uh, like I said, I've already said this before. This one is not one of my favorites. This is probably my second least favorite out of the I can entire see that. series. Uh, the fifth one, the marked ones, is my least favorite. Um, <laughs> and then number two is probably my second least. And I just this movie, I was just like, fuck, I just want to skim through this. And on the DVD, <laughs> has a it has an extended version. I was like, oh, good. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just not enough money in this world that'll get me to watch that shit there's 10 more minutes of watching the baby in the crib <laughs> oh, this one the problem with this one is and I, i've seen it at care again uh like in the first one for the most part you're just watching the two of them in bed and the rooms mm-hmm. aren't as busy I, I i can see the sheet move i can see maybe the door creak in this one, the rooms are so busy that we're staring yeah. at the baby for so long, and I don't know what's moving for the most part. I, <laughs> I noticed that the mobile above the crib was moving probably about like 30 or 45 seconds after it was already moving. I was like, shit, how long yeah. has that thing even been moving? Because I don't know what I'm <laughs> looking at because these rooms are so much, so busy. There's just so much shit in them. Yeah, I mean, they're very busy on top of it, and then, like, half of them have giant mirrors, so it's, like, doubling up all the busyness in the room. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Um, Plus, I got to say, like, at least in the first one, there was only two people, and it was clearly you could tell which one was Mika and which was Katie. Yes. But now it's just like, I can't tell who that is. Like, is that the little girl? Is that the mom? The other thing is I that Katie, I can, I don't know this one. And I completely forgot that this one had this much like camera work, but for some reason, most of these people would just walk around with the camera for no reason. At least yeah. in the first one, it made sense because Mika thought that in the beginning thought this was bullshit. And then towards the end of the movie, he's just like, Oh yeah, we're going to egg this shit on. This shit's getting, <laughs> I'm going to capture this shit. It made sense that he had the camera in this one. Mm-hmm. They just picked up the camera and just started filming. Like, Oh, there's my mom in the bathroom. Hey mom, are you okay? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why would you bring a camera? in there this doesn't make any sense yeah. you're not looking for anything recording this it would have been made more sense if there most of this was on security footage like that movie 13 cameras where like most of that was on security yeah. footage. i'm cool with that it would have been something new but we saw some security footage and that wasn't that interesting <laughs> most of that stuff <laughs> no. was pretty goddamn boring 
<laughs> That's kind of the problem with this movie. At least in the first one, like they they knew they had a ghost problem, like basically from the beginning. Yeah. And they were kind of antagonizing it and doing whatever. They were at least investigating it. This one, I don't think they even start to have an inkling there's a problem until halfway through the movie being generous. <laughs> yeah. That's when they start to kind of realize, oh, there's a problem. And then even then they're just kind of like, uh, not really doing anything. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's just like, oh, now we have to do something. And this, <laughs> our Mexican maid suddenly is a ghost expert <laughs> and knows how to transfer it into somebody else. <laughs> yep. Um, I- because I guess that's just what they teach you when you're making quesadillas. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that this one is a prequel to the first one-ish. I don't entirely like the fact of how it went, but I do like (laughs) that there was at least some kind of, like, motive for the first one now. It's like, oh, why was this thing here? Oh, I get it, because there was – they did these weird seances when they were kids, and (laughs) they made some kind of weird cult about the firstborn. Okay, that's all starting – I mean, I – I, I really, really am stretching the taffy out on this one, but it's all starting yeah. to make more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what happened? Because they kept mentioning, like, maybe their grandmother did some kind of deal with the devil, the demon to get riches. But I don't even remember them saying anyone was rich. <laughs> um, was anyone in their family actually have money? <laughs> the third one will explain more. <laughs> because okay. the third one is another prequel. <laughs> Yeah, I knew um, that part. Yeah, the third one explains a lot more of that, and it seems like it'll jump into it. Now, I kind of wish that there was a pre-sequel to <laughs> the third and the second one where we dealt with more of what happened when they were, I don't know. We're, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. Like, why would they be filming it, though, I guess? So yeah. give me a documentary then or something. Um, <laughs> but I think I think with this one, there's a couple neat ideas but for the most part, this movie just flopped. As you said, I didn't know most of the time who was holding the camera. It seemed like the girl, the younger girl, was holding it from the majority of the time. Again, mm-hmm. without any reasons why, though. That's the thing that drives yeah. me nuts with this. There's no reason why she was holding this camera for most of the damn movie. And she would turn the thing on for like five seconds at a time. Like so many of the scenes were just like very short and chopped together. Because like, why would you turn the camera on for like seven seconds? <laughs> Well, for half of a line. I'm sure if you <laughs> watch the extended off. version, you would understand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it, there's just so much unnecessary shit in this one. But basically this one starts off with uh, a family in the house. Now the, uh, sh- it starts off with a woman who mm-hmm. basically just gave birth to a son. Now this woman is the sister of Katie from the first movie. She just gave birth to a son from a man who was previously married or something like that, um, yeah, where the mother seemed like they died at some point because she brings it up for such a small piece. It's like, oh, <laughs> it might be more to – no, there's no more to that. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, so this guy has a uh, like an older daughter probably in her teens, 15 or 16 years old, and she ends up – or he ends up marrying uh, – Kirsty, I think her name is, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it turns into Hellraiser. Yeah. Uh, but basically, marries this Kirsty girl, and they have a kid, and it's a son named Hunter. Um, we'll try to speed this along a little bit more. Yeah. A lot of I bullshit. guess they try to be like, this is why they're filming so much, is because they have a new baby. And I guess they want to keep, you know, home movies and with in, the baby. In the beginning, <laughs> that made sense. 
That that would com- completely make sense. Yeah. So yeah. okay, this is the welcoming of this new boy or new brother that's coming into my home. Th- that all made sense. I think even like we have bullshit of that with Veda as well. Uh, Two thousand six. <laughs> that made sense. I'm cool with that. Um, what I don't understand is the amount of times, like I said, that she's holding it afterwards. It doesn't make any more yeah. sense. Um, <laughs> it's true. But yeah, basically, this family we're just watching them live <laughs> uh, with this camera. <laughs> He's uh at some point in this movie she uh the boy turns one uh it kind of like does a crazy like time jump because it's a yeah. baby in the beginning and then just boom uh he's one years old and of course Katie's coming over visiting the baby every once in a while with Mika every once in a while not all the time but um but basically what ends up happening then is somebody comes in and robs the house now we find out nobody actually came into the house uh it was just a ghost for some reason that destroyed the old house which Again, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it seems <laughs> no. like he's very, very strong at that point. <laughs> Which usually, at least in the first one, it seems like only fear would make him that strong. But no, he comes off strong right in the very beginning, basically flipping all their furniture, destroying all their stuff. And of course, nobody takes anything, but they they get very worried. So they hire somebody to put security cameras all over the house. This is where we get a lot of the, well, probably about a third <laughs> of the found footage stuff is through security cameras, maybe even less. Yeah, especially the nighttime. It's really only the nighttime yeah. stuff for the most part. A lot of the other stuff is very and that's no, I guess so damn boring. Is, yeah. So damn boring watching the security camera. And most really of the time, is. it's just like just trying to figure out a puzzle. Like, what's going to move? I have no idea. Uh, there is a couple <laughs> of cool scenes, and I don't exactly know how they did some of the stuff. Um, may, well, we'll get into that in a second. Um, but basically, uh, they get the security camera footage, and then the movie just is the first one. It's just slowly, slowly builds up. We see a mobile start to turn around, and the dog starts to bark more inside of Hunter's room, and the baby continuously wakes up and cries and all this other stuff, which I think is just baby stuff, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but uh, we don't we don't really see it's anything. It's not a demon. It's just colic. Uh, we do see, which I, they should have taken so much more advantage of this, is the baby monitor. You get that one scene of the baby monitor, and it would have been cool to hear like stuff coming from the room instead of just <laughs> it being the baby. Because that would have freaked me out. Like Maybe you hear Hunter, and then you hear more growling. You're like, what the fuck was that? But like maybe yeah. the parents, th- that would have given me the goosebumps. I'm giving myself goosebumps. But no, you get one <laughs> scene of like the baby monitor and some like static that might be... The ghost. In the next movie, we find out. What if the you ghost could hear Michael name. Keaton's voice in there? <laughs> oh my god, that would be the best. That would just be the best. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> um, Willow Road. I like that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in forever, but I, I didn't hate it at the time. From no, what I recall, the ending's bad, but White Noise is such a great movie. Um, <laughs> Man, I should get that movie. Got to put it in my horror collection. Um, yeah, so, need another shelf. Yeah, I know, dude. I had to make a <laughs> wacky room yesterday. Um, so uh, we we get a lot a lot of these random moments or whatnot. The one scene I was talking or alluding, or alluding to earlier was the scene where uh, Hunter's awake. This is at nighttime. Hunter's awake, and the dog is staring at the window. Now the dog's not just staring at it; like he's in full like. His back is arched like he's about to attack something. Like, you know that there's something up. I don't know how they filmed that. <laughs> I don't 
I have no idea <laughs> because you could see the mirror because the way that the camera is angling is like, oh, well, somebody's just like on the other side of like the camera with some meats or something like that, which could have still been the case, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they just could have co- cropped the picture. Um, but the mirror is on the other side of the wall. So you can see the window of where he's staring. So it's just like, oh, that's a pretty cool shot. I like this. And it's making the viewers feel a little bit more uncomfortable. Like both the kid and the dog are staring at this something. So I, I don't know. I like that shot. That was probably the only <laughs> cool shot in the movie. Um, mm. uh, there's also a couple scenes where I don't understand why they don't look back on the security. They have the security yeah. cameras to look back on stuff that's going on, but they, they so they never don't. do. The 15-year-old girl, <laughs> Lima Bean or whatever her name is, is the only <laughs> one who ever goes back to the camera. And then her dad's like, get out of here. What are you doing in my office? Don't mess with the system. Like, dad, something's <laughs> weird going on. I don't believe in ghosts. Get out of my office. <laughs> and then that's my porn computer. Stay away. <laughs> Daddy's got business on there. Um, but there's so many times where something happens and it's such a significant something. And nobody ever fucking goes and looks at the, 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 the fucking video. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That- the pool thing keeps coming out. The vacuum cleaner keeps coming out of the pool. And like the, somebody finally has to come up with the brilliant idea of looking back at it. Like after this has happened so many nights in a row, it's like, how did it take you this long? You have security cameras. We just installed them. Yeah. The crazy thing is he thinks this is normal. Like somebody else, like he does this every morning, puts it back in the pool and he just keeps thinking somebody's taking it out. Really? <laughs> Who took it out at night? I don't understand how you could be so stupid. I mean, I could, I would think that I'm sure, but oh, I would. <laughs> that's why you check the video and see who it is. Uh, I, I don't know. The guy just seems so naive with the whole, or ignorant to everything or just doesn't want to believe, which I'm not saying you should believe. I'm just, I would be more curious after I think the fourth week, just like, why is this thing keep coming out of the pool? Man, no. Lima Bean likes to go swimming. <laughs> I mean, it could be a coyote or something for all you know. The dog's doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Something. Some reason this is happening. Maybe you should watch part, the video. The worst part <laughs> is when they go and watch the video and then it's just like slowly CGIing its way out of the pool. You're just like, nah, I wish I didn't see this. <laughs> I was fine with the pool light shutting off and you not actually seeing it. That would have been even more scarier because then it's just like, it was in the pool and now it's not in the pool. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what's causing that? But to actually watch it, you're just like, nope. <laughs> I don't want to see that. It's such a weird thing for a demon to be doing. It's like, I'm going to fuck with their pool. <laughs> no. What is that? I didn't even think about that. But why is it even going out there and touching that? And he's been doing it from the beginning. But why? why is he so obsessed with this thing (laughs) is he using the suction to give him a ghost (laughs) blowjob and even the father's just like so dumbfounded to the whole idea and he's like man i just i must have put it on a higher setting are you stupid (laughs) that doesn't make sense but i do like that he's cracking jokes like oh man maybe it's just being proactive just cleaning the outside of the pool Such a movie. But anyways, um, so we we see all these little things happening, and no, again, nobody's looking at the camera. Now, some bigger things start to happen um, shortly after one of the most retarded scenes in the entire movie. <laughs> things start to like get cra- well. Actually, so 
before even that. So as you already said, there was a Mexican maid who was there, and she started to feel like bad things going on. And one night she was babysitting Hunter, where everybody was out doing whatever, and she hears all these sounds, and the baby starts crying, and all this shit goes on. She starts, she's got her torch, and she's like light, you know, kind of like doing all these crazy prayers and whatnot. And the dad comes home, doesn't like this her with a torch and the baby in the one arm and a torch in the other arm and basically just doing all this <laughs> shit. Uh, so he fires her. Now the younger girl, Lima bean, she basically knows that the Mexican lady may have something going on because they have a conversation in the beginning, like, Oh, you know, trying to get the good in and the bad out. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Now we, we fast forward to Lima bean and her boyfriend, with the oh, Ouija God. board, which is by far yeah. the worst scene in this whole entire movie. <laughs> Not only does it make me cringe, but it also makes me cringe. Yeah. So they... <laughs> makes my vagina cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the scene so bad. So they start doing the whole damn uh, Ouija board and like, oh, we're going to uh, see if, you know, maybe it's, you know, it can say something to us. So... It starts to move. The little planchette starts moving to a P. Oh, okay. And then a U. And I'm like, oh, who's, whose name is that? And then an S. And then an S. And then it says, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the most ridiculous thing ever because the lima bean just won't shut up about it. Like, oh, God. <laughs> she thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> she just can't stop laughing about that word well the boyfriend and her hands are still basically on this planchette while she's in hysteria laughing about this hilarious hilarious word she must have just heard for the first time and um it starts to spell out h-u-n-t and then they stop which everybody's already alluded to besides apparently the boyfriend who doesn't know what the rest of that word could possibly mean um but yeah wants so- to go hunting for pussy <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <Pussy> hunt. <laughs> oh, I've laughed too loud. Hold on, I broke my thing. <laughs> Manic laughter. Manic laughter. So basically, <laughs> shortly after that, now, is this the uh, the Ouija board that they borrowed that Mika borrowed in the other one? Oh, I don't know. I oh, did not. Pikachu. I did not notice if it's the same board or not. Um, I don't know. You can't really even see it in the movie. I don't know if where you're watching it on the computer or whatnot, but I've, I'm watching it on the my bigger TV and I still can't really see. No, Um, (laughs) I couldn't make out anything. Yeah. So basically shortly after this, this is where we start to see some more significant stuff happen where a pot falls down. Um, We see a pot fall down. But then after (laughs) that, um, the craziest shit that still blows my brain is the fact that uh, Kirsty she comes down, she hears some noises from downstairs, and she, I think she's upstairs with Hunter. She hears some noises, so she goes down to the kitchen, and all the fucking cabinets explode <laughs> open. <laughs> and nobody thinks to look at this damn footage ever. <laughs> she just lays in there crying and then gets out of there. The tea starts going. She goes and turns the tea off. This whole movie is just ass backwards. Yeah. So then nobody's acting logically at all shortly after that, because she doesn't tell anybody about that shit shortly after that. Oh, um, yeah, actually shortly after that, Katie comes back over and says, don't antagonize this thing. You know, it feeds on fear it, you shouldn't be doing any of this stuff. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Fucking eat your own advice, bitch. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. 
fucking like right at the what end of this hypocrite. movie, it starts off in the beginning of the first movie. And it's just like, yeah, asshole. You fucking eat your own fucking words. So anyways, and she gets all mad about it, too. She's like, no, don't even fucking mention it again. Like, well, why did you tell Mika about it then? I know. I wish she never said that part in this movie. I, I wish it was like something else because it didn't make sense for the first movie then. Oh, anyways, <laughs> um, we move on to then probably more crucial towards the ending of this movie scenes where she goes upstairs to go see what's wrong with Hunter. And as soon as she goes in there, um, she is being dragged out. And I like this scene. This scene is pretty cool. Uh, looks pretty intense. She's being dragged out by something. Nobody knows what it is. Um, <clears throat> but she's being dragged out. She's getting pulled down the stairs. She holds onto the railing and then she finally is let go where she goes back upstairs and tries to go grab Hunter and she's dragged out again. And I think she's dragged out all the way to the basement. And, <laughs> um, the scene's just eerie to me. It just reminds me of like watching, uh, not the poltergeist, but, uh, the exorcist or something like that, where it's just like, you're watching this unknown start to grab you. And it's just like, that that's the stuff that kind of like, that's, that's what gets me. Um, <laughs> The scene's just, it's scary to me. I don't like any of the hmm. actors in this movie, except for Hunter. He's a cool <laughs> baby. Um, I mean, yeah, they're not great, but whatever. <laughs> the mom is from Sons of Anarchy, so that's something. I don't know. She wasn't very good in this, you. but. <laughs> I've never seen her before in my life. I've never seen any of these people before in my life, besides Katie. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet Katie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's dragged out to the basement where she, a few moments later she comes out of the basement she walks out of there all nonchalantly as if nothing ever happened and of course um that night the dog man actually fuck actually the dog thing happened before the katie thing did or kirsty thing did um the dog started having a seizure because it started barking and whatnot at something and then off camera it's pulled and then it makes that weird yelp sound um, and the reason why nobody even sees Kirsty go uh, down to the basement and is dragged away is because both Lima and uh, the father take the dog to the vet. And uh, that's when Kirsty goes down to the basement. She comes out. And then the next day, basically, all hell breaks loose at this point. The dog is still in the vet. Uh, the father needs to go to a meeting. And uh, they need to see what's going on with Kirsty. Kirsty's obviously something shit's going crazy because they finally, for the first time, look back at the footage and they're like, Oh, what happened here? <laughs> um, she's got that postpartum crippling depression. Yeah. So then they rehire Mexican lady who basically tells the, the father, <laughs> not to clean the house, but to, to do an exorcism or something. <laughs> yeah. So she basically says that, uh, this can be transferred over, but it's got to be through blood kind of thing where it's got to be transferred over that way through somebody like another blood relative, um, which again is uh, <laughs> stretch is really bad. Um, yeah, because I mean, wouldn't it already have been following Katie too, even if it wasn't bothering her? Because I guess if it no, if what because it wants Katie is didn't the kid. have the kid, right? But wouldn't it have been with her up until this point, till this other girl had the kid? I don't did it just know in the future this one's going to have a boy so I'm going to follow this one? I don't think they had issues until they had the 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 kid. I think it was just a normal life where they they probably had some interactions when they were kids, which probably mm-hmm. explains what why there's no movie between 3 and 2 uh or 3 and yeah, 3 and 2. 
this whole fucking timeline is so confusing. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, the, I mean, it doesn't it really explain a whole lot and random shit or whatnot about the whole, you know, where was the demon during their teen years? Maybe it wasn't yeah. there. Who knows? But it seems like it didn't start up again until she had the kid. And it seemed like it was part of the seance basically saying, hey, I'm going to take your firstborn son, basically. And then we go from there. And, of course, once the firstborn son was there, uh, I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Then it's decided to make its appearance. Yeah. And then it's decided to make its appearance. And that's when it's like, But again, like, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, oh, we'll transfer it to Katie. That'll solve all the problems. Like, um, (laughs) not really. Yeah, I don't. If it wants that kid, it can still get that kid. Yeah, the father is just so, like, he was so ignorant throughout the whole movie to where he's just like, towards the end when they hire back the, I don't know, Guatemala lady, she basically just says, oh, yeah, well, we could transfer over to somebody else within the same bloodline. And the guy's just like, oh, for it. All for it. He's just like, it's my decision. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't care if we condemn a woman to fucking demonic possession. I didn't like Katie anyways. That's fine. <laughs> you know she's going to be here next Saturday to go swimming, right? <laughs> so stupid. You're just bringing the demon back in. But anyways, so uh, so the, the, the Mexican lady basically performs this weird thing. And they I couldn't tell but, what the fuck was happening actually, in this entire scene. I'll tell you right here. This is what happens. Mexican lady <laughs> says, I need some olive oil. He gets <laughs> olive oil. They put it on the cross. Now This is corn oil. This won't work. Now, the big thing here is, if you think you have a demon, <clears throat> or maybe your significant other is possessed by demon, and you're like, shit, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this thing. I really don't. How am I supposed to get my my girlfriend or boyfriend or my whatever back to normal? Well, get a cross and then get yourself some olive oil. All right. Next thing <laughs> you need to do is go find the possessed one. We'll say Nick. And we go, <laughs> we find him. He's being all crazy with his firstborn son, being all crazy in the basement. Can't really tell what's going on. Kids just walking around down there. And Nick's being all crazy. You just you just place cross on to the Nick. This wouldn't really work uh-huh. in my case because there's a pretty good chance, pretty good chance that that <laughs> demon will transfer into me after the pressing of the cross. But that's dun, what it dun, seems dun. like it was. It was just a little cross with a little bit of olive oil will transfer demons. <laughs> So, so we know demons are not Italian. No, no, not <laughs> at all. They love their olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what the scene basically was, is he went down into the basement where Kirsty took Hunter and um, Hunter's just walking around down there for some fucking reason. And uh, <laughs> she's just does the weird, like she's got a bunch of teeth kind of face and is about to attack father guy. And then he presses the cross on her where she screams very loud Next day, she's fine. She's fine now. Uh, of course, at wouldn't, this point. By the way, like, wouldn't, if this demon, all he wants is that kid anyway, why not just go into the kid? He's a blood relative. <laughs> He's closer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. This is your chance. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure. I think the they needed the kid's blood. I don't fucking know. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Movie's just going to go off the rails after this anyway, so it doesn't even fucking matter. 
I don't understand oh, most boy. of this shit. I think <laughs> I think the child is a vessel eventually, or at least that's what they're trying to gang up to be. But what what demon's gonna be jumping into a baby who could barely walk? Like, oh, I'm gonna take over this baby. I can't even walk now. I need nipple to suck. No, no demon wants. That, you just so. gotta be patient. So sure, you got a couple of years of pooping yourself, but eventually. <laughs> Good question. You'll Where's be able to the drive, and poop? then you can. <laughs> is there like phantasmal poops just laying around in places like ectoplasm piles that'd be amazing if the baby like shits itself and it just ghosts away like wow this is the best baby ever <laughs> i don't care don't if it needs goat him. blood who cares i don't have to change this baby <laughs> let's have 12 more <laughs> um so anyways uh the movie ends where uh basically there's a little caption that says um uh actually i don't think there's a caption at this well, no, point no, wait hey. yeah kate katie shows up yeah you see on the security cameras and katie comes up behind the dad and snaps his neck yeah and then goes up <laughs> goes up to the baby's room and pulls the old throw people at the camera <laughs> move that she tried on mikachu last time and uh throws the uh what's her name her sister did you call Mikachu? <laughs> yeah, that's his new name. <laughs> that's the greatest name. Mikachu. All right. <laughs> yep. So she kills him too and then takes the baby and they come up with the title card saying, you know, Katie and the baby were never seen again. <laughs> yeah, they're still on the loose. Um, the crazy thing the is. The daughter apparently was on a school trip that day. Yeah. Conveniently. Yeah, thankfully. It could have been a close one, which is sad because we never see anything about that Lima chick again. And I think oh, any really? of the series. Yeah, she's not in anything from what I remember. Damn. Yeah. And the next one is a good prequel. I actually really like the third one because it they can't rely on security cameras because this is back in like the 80s. So like, and I'm <laughs> talking about like maybe early to mid 80s. So there's no like walking around with really great cameras and doing all this crazy. It's just an old school, like video a big camera. ass fucking shoulder camera. Yeah. And it's so good. And the way that they do certain shots and whatnot, I really like the third one a lot. It seems like it probably leans a little bit more on jump scares a little bit, but I'm okay with that because it'll, you'll probably be better <laughs> with that anyways. Cause you don't like to use your imagination. This one just scares your shit, <laughs> but I hate jump scares butt. even more than not seeing things. Cause they're so dumb. They never work. They work for me. They scare me. This is the one movie where like I went to the theaters with Nicole and we watched this movie and we were just, I was just watching the movie so intensely and something happened. I almost ripped her pants off. <laughs> like the movie scared Oh, it's a erotically charged movie. <laughs> yeah. I got very scared. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for the third one. I haven't seen it. Probably, man, since the theaters, since maybe? Then? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shit. You were so scared you couldn't even go back. Huh? It's a terrifying <laughs> one. Um, the one thing that I really disliked about this movie, and I wish it didn't do this, I kind of wish it left it alone, was the... I don't know anything about this part, to be honest with you. was <clears throat> was the part where uh, Kirsty finds an old picture of Katie at, when she was a kid, and then towards the end of the movie... He burns the corners of the picture. What, hmm. what was that about? Did you see that part? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. No, I oh. remember them finding the picture in the book, but yeah, no, he, 
when they decided to make the decision, and maybe that that's what it was to transfer over to the okay. Katie. That's the only thing I can think of. Now, I don't know why he just burnt the corners of this picture or how this fucking picture even got into the attic still. Maybe Demon. <laughs> it would have made more sense with Demon. Uh, like, oh, is the demon that caused the fire. No, this picture wasn't in the fire. It was from the father who burnt the corners of this fucking picture for some damn reason. Hmm. Well, anyways, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Was <laughs> he this put is... too much olive oil on it? Ate away the corners. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other part of the ritual. Yeah, that's the extended that version. <laughs> but yeah, that's paranormal activity too. Like I said, not my favorite. Uh, do you have any no. good scenes that you thought were okay in this movie? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mind seeing Katie because I do like that girl. And we got to see her in a bikini, so that was cool. She's got big bosoms. <laughs> that she does. That's probably the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that Mikachu was a little sexually aroused with Lima. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little he strange. He was like focusing the camera on her a little too much there he in says, the pool. Yeah, he says that that's the most beautiful thing or something like that or something. Yeah. Else. I was like, what the fuck? This kid is like I'm kind 15. of glad you're dead now. <laughs> yeah, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and creepy as all hell. Oh, douche. <laughs> uh, By the way, I was uh, I was going to try to watch this movie and I looked up, you know, I think when we did the first one, I was trying to find where these are streaming and that kind of thing. Yeah. And they were on these, uh, at least the first, like, I think four were on this 2B TV. So I went on there to try to watch this one. And apparently now two is off of there. They have three and four, but not two for some reason. <laughs> So I was like, oh, that sucks. But as I typed in paranormal, you know, and had it search, it came up with another movie with a very similar looking box art called Paranormal Sex Tape. <laughs> I was like, oh, now you're speaking my language. Now let's talk about that one. <laughs> How did that I one have go? not watched it yet, but I think I need to. <laughs> did you ever watch the 10 inch mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever? <laughs> no. I remember that theme song, though. I remember hearing that on, like, Hollywood Babylon. It was so good. It's pretty. <laughs> I watched some of it. It's just so funny because all their names are just so hilarious. Like, instead of Shredder, it's Spreader or something like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> um, it's so damn funny. And it's oh, just weird as shit. Yeah, those wood rocket things are weird. I know the cinema snob does a lot of reviews on their, you know, porn parodies on his channel. And uh, they look pretty fucked up most of the time. Like he reviewed the Pokemon one before and it was like, oh, my God. They had some girl like painted yellow, like Pikachu. Yep. And yeah, I've seen that one. It's just very weird. <laughs> I was like, this is not hot at all. To, to you. <laughs> um all right well now the real reason why we're here today is for another (laughs) movie that we decided to watch where the nostalgia critic had just done a review on it which i almost kind of wish i didn't want did you watch end up watching the rest of that i ended up not finishing it which i'm glad because (laughs) i was more surprised at what was coming yeah i wish i didn't watch the rest of that i'm glad i did because i don't know if i would have been as psyched but at the same time, I wish I didn't because then some of the surprises had been uh, spoiled, unfortunately. But the movie that we're talking <laughs> about here is the new Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero movie, Best Friends. Yeah. Um, Written and produced by Greg Sestero. <laughs> yes. And this was inspired by true events. 
I don't know. <laughs> I wonder, it kind of felt like the disaster artist a little bit. Like it's kind of telling the story of their friendship where like, you know, the one guy gets a girlfriend and the one guy's jealous and they kind of split up and shit and all that kind of stuff. Like it felt a lot like it was based off of those events in some strange way, but not really because obviously none of this is close to reality. Yeah. Unless Tommy Wiseau can really survive a fall off a cliff. <laughs> he can't. Um, yeah, so this how movie. How old is he? This movie. Yeah. <laughs> this, movie's, this movie's so good. Um, it really I, is. I don't want to like spoil too much in this movie, but I just want to give like a brief overview of the movie because I do. I, I, I doubt anybody listens to these podcasts, but I really hope. <laughs> that somebody out there does so they can end up watching this movie because it's yeah. so good. It's a super good movie. Like the room is good <laughs> in the fact that it's so bad. It's good. And Tommy Wiseau is made out to be a normal person and where Tommy Wiseau is not a normal person. Where in this <laughs> movie, he's not playing a normal person. He's just a weird, like <laughs> owner of a morgue. And yeah, the guy who like put, when people are so mangled when they die that they have no like face left. He's the guy who kind of makes masks that kind of give them a you know some semblance of their face again so that they could be buried. Right, and, and this... he sends them to the paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Where after every single time a new person comes in, he has to eat a dinner or like celebrate with some kind of food of that person's <laughs> religion. Like when a clown came in, he had to go get a cake. Which we should celebrate with the cake. <laughs> <laughs> or they have to have Chinese food for Mr. Lee, the one good Chinese man. <laughs> Most of them are very selfish. <laughs> There's so many laugh out loud movies moments in this movie that I can't stop laughing. Oh, the crazy thing is this movie is still very so bad it's good. I don't even like think it's room, bad. But it also bad. is a better story at least. Like you are kind of interested in where this is going. Yeah, it's like So it weird, does work on that level too a little bit. It's like a B plus movie because I feel like it wasn't terribly produced. The actors were like meh, but then when the actors were good they were great. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just like you had a <laughs> like couple Uncle like yeah, Uncle Rick was amazing. The guy at the bed and <laughs> breakfast was incredible. Um, yeah. uh, the weird gold tooth guy in the very beginning of the movie, not the guy who sells the gold teeth, but like the weird homeless guy is just like, that's why I'm so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gold's going up. <laughs> <laughs> so when the characters are good, they're great. And when the characters yep. are poor, it's just like eh, a little lackluster, but it's not, it wasn't <laughs> terrible. Like <clears throat> it girl- definitely doesn't have a budget behind it. Like anytime there's a, any kind of like special effects, even if it's just gunshots, like those were all pretty bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it was badly done in that regard, but it did for the most part look better. And it looked like a real movie. Most of the time when they were just having like dialogue scenes and all that kind of stuff, like it had some production value behind it. Um, <laughs> It's just starring two very strange actors. Like, I can't even... I think I think less of Greg Sestero's acting after seeing this. Yes. <laughs> I agree. He was kind of lackluster. He acts the same way in every damn movie. Like I said, I watched the uh, Puppet Master movie where he was mainly the main character in that movie. And he acts the same way, except for in that movie, he just had a horrible French accent. He, <laughs> oh, I'm no. pretty sure he destroyed all of Paris and all of France with that accent. <laughs> um, but he, 
he just doesn't act that well. And I'm not angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a likable guy. Yeah. So I, I, I give him some credit for, you know, just, I don't know, just carrying things with, you know, a little bit of personality, I guess. But his acting is certainly not very good. I do love when <laughs> Uncle Rick just rips on him towards the end of the movie. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Uncle Rick is definitely the savior of part two. That movie like would not have been very good because this is two volumes. There's a volume one and volume oh, two. Yeah. They're basically two different movies but that kind of, you know, part of a, just one big story. Um, and there's a lot less Tommy Wiseau in volume two, which really hurts the movie for, <laughs> for a lot of it. But uncle Rick comes in this character, uncle Rick, and he is just phenomenal. <laughs> Every sentence out of his mouth is just weird <laughs> and dirty. But it's charming at the same time. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. No. But when he, every time he comes in, it's just, I, I'm not going to lie. I watched the Tommy Wise like the first volume, and I watched a lot of the Tommy Wiseau stuff. And like that stuff made me laugh. But like almost every time Uncle Rick said something, I was straight up laughing really loud. <laughs> Because I was just like in yeah. awe of what he just said. <laughs> you just rest your head down there, darling. No, not that far. <laughs> and this is a man who's done everything. He was like in football. It seemed like I think he was in the army or something like that because he was talking about war. And then he like he's a hunts like alligators and lions. And he's a construction <laughs> oh, construction operation owner it's just like he's done everything you could possibly think of it's just he's not afraid to have sex with a fat girl <laughs> dude oh man i gotta remember one of these like deleted <laughs> scenes that were in there it was so fucking funny dude um it was like another one of uncle rick's jokes oh god it was something in regards Need to like, that in my life i know man it, it was like something in regards of you know i uh, I heard a knock on my door and I was holding two pieces of bread in my hand and uh, I noticed it was a beautiful woman, beautiful woman. And I go up to the woman and I say, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're here because I was looking to make myself a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, is, I forgot to eat the bread. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 Everything oh, he I says is hysterical. <laughs> 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 it's so fucking funny, dude. I loved him. I loved him so much. <laughs> Even though once they get, I don't want to like spoil the reveal on what Uncle Rick's role in this ultimately is. But once they revealed all that, I was like, huh? How does this make any sense? <laughs> this yeah. girl's been planning this for all this time even though he didn't even have any money well i think <laughs> the only thing that i can think of is when he didn't have any money and she didn't know that for the longest time but he did start off the conversation saying that he was in the business of gold and maybe that's oh. what kicked it off <laughs> but man that that's taffy stretching as well i mean yeah because <laughs> i i was like what like really this is the thing that's what this was all about. <laughs> yeah, part two, they really go in depth. It's kind of like uh, they're just showing every minute of the day almost. They're just really stretching it out. Like, how are we going to get this? Are we going to get out of town? And here's a cop. And now we're going to go here. And it's just like, oh, man, where the fuck is this ever going? <laughs> yeah, the first volume, 
I mean, it spanned weeks, if not months. I yeah. mean, it was there was just so much that was going on with the friendship between uh, John and Harvey. It was just it was just a lot more time. It seemed like it was just. It, went into that first volume where yeah like you were saying volume two is just like we're watching almost every minute of every day that they were spending yeah. on this <laughs> on this thing that they were trying to accomplish um i just i so recommend these movies though they're not incredibly long <laughs> i mean you'll probably spend a couple hours just watching them but it's so damn worth it tommy wiseau's yep. character is fucking phenomenal <laughs> that part with the oranges gets me every time though man <laughs> that's so good I can't get you out of prison. I could just bring you some oranges. <laughs> well, maybe I could bring you some oranges. <laughs> I loved when the uh, the gold guy got there and he was inspecting the place and he brought his girls with him. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau just kept giving him shit. <laughs> Don't touch that bitch. <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of bitch, the best part of the the, uh, the bed and breakfast guy is just like, here's your room. Have a good night, bitches. <laughs> I was like, did that seriously just come out of his mouth? Like, even the two actors were like, what the fuck? Like, I don't think they were even expecting him to say that. Oh, my God. Oh, people are making choices in this movie for sure. <laughs> Strong acting choices. <laughs> Uh, you know that some of that shit had to have been ad libbed, and I know I guarantee you it was ad libbed <laughs> yep. because like there was even that scene where that gold guy was in uh inside Tommy Wiseau's like morgue thing, and Tommy Wiseau <laughs> cuts him off. He's like, "Well, what I was trying to say, like it seemed like such a natural and unnatural <clears throat> moment in the movie because the gold guy is like, I'm going to say this thing because that's my line, but Tommy Wiseau cut me off, so then I have to try to make up for that lost roll time." With this. <laughs> Try to come up with something. What I was trying to say was, it just seems so naturally unnatural. (laughs) That seems to be Tommy Wiseau's style of acting. He did things that are just like, what? I can't see anybody else doing this. Like, he would just start singing his lines for some reason. That's how he memorizes his lines. What do you want to be, John? That's how he memorizes his lines, though. I was watching the behind the scenes of this uh, on the DVD or whatever, and that's, that's how like he will sit there with his script and just sing every damn line, and he's doing that with like Greg Sestero, like right next to him and stuff like that. And Greg Sestero can't stop laughing most of the time, <laughs> but it's like he knows that this is what Tommy does, so he just accepts it. <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. Oh god, those uh, two. I, I hope they make another one of these. It's so <laughs> There's good. There's plenty of room for volume three. Uh, I know, I know. There better be a volume three. I just need it. Need just keep happens. doing these every couple of years. <laughs> oh, man, I loved it. I guess uh, also, like, uh, Tommy Wiseau only drinks, it seems like he only drinks Red Bull, but it's got to be a Red Bull can with a straw in it, and he'll walk around everywhere with this, and constantly the producer, the cameraman, has to take the can out of his hands before they start <laughs> filming because he's got the can, like, permanently to his hand. <laughs> it's so damn funny man that's awesome oh man oh my god i really awesome. enjoyed this movie yeah this movie top to bottom there may have been some parts where you're just like kind of lulling at some parts like the cop scene was like it seems like they were trying to be more serious in the, the volume two 
But then mm-hmm. Uncle Rick comes in, and then that bed and breakfast guy comes in. It's just like, how serious can you possibly be in these <laughs> movies when these two guys are just so damn weird? Even that, like, the the locksmith guy would seem to be strange. <laughs> yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus is elf. <laughs> oh, man. Those guys are so weird. I could I didn't know what the fuck was happening with him and like the girl. Like he was like after revenge for something, but I don't know what the fuck that what the fuck it was. And it seemed like it had to have been devil related. Like she had some kind of <laughs> essence, or at least according to Santa Claus. I thought it was just like maybe she knew him or he knew her from like the past because Uncle Uncle Rick, Rick being there. So mm-hmm. like it had to do something with what she may have been living there or did something to him or like an ex or something like that. But then it seemed like when he said, no, 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 he's got to do his like devil worshiping thing. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like it just went a completely <laughs> different direction than where I thought it was going to go. Because <laughs> you, so you knew she was weird anyways, because when the cop pulls him over, she's got multiple licenses from different states. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So obviously something's going on with her. So I was like, all right, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, such a crazy amazing movie <laughs> oh my god uncle rick though. yeah it was a lot of fun <laughs> and tommy wiseau everything greg sister was the only part of the movie that wasn't that spectacular <laughs> yeah sadly <laughs> uh, tommy wiseau like his girlfriend was the black dahlia <laughs> that was weird yep <laughs> i don't know much about the black dahlia but me neither. I was like, I don't want to watch that movie. They didn't ever solved it. So this kind of goes nowhere. Yeah. Well, apparently he was with the Black Dahlia. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I expect nothing less, to be honest with you. There's so many things in this movie where you where it happens and you're just like, you just shrug your shoulders and just say, that's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> that's what he does. He's got an ATM machine in his garage. Why? That's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> he collects golden teeth. Why? That's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> what's in the What's in the safe? Uh, my school papers. I'm going to apply to be in a uh, bakery science. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so good. I even like. It's so hard for me to like determine which parts were dreams and which part were reality. <laughs> like, oh, you're transcribed <laughs> yeah. for bakery science. Oh, I see because of all that dough. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. God damn it, Uncle Rick. You're amazing. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I, this is the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Trying to make me look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like her that much in this movie. She just, it seemed like they just picked up a random, like, cute chick for this movie who couldn't <laughs> act at all, really. She wasn't terrible, uh, but she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't the worst. The worst. Actress in this movie, <laughs> the worst actor in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but she was okay. She got the job done. Yeah, but yeah, I so highly <laughs> recommend watching Best Friends. It's such a great movie. I like it more than The Room, but The Room. Wow, I do, I do. I have to like it more than The Room. The Room's got a bunch of memorable parts in there, but I think The Room could could have been and should have been this. It should have been just <laughs> a weird guy played by Tommy Wiseau, and a normal guy played by Greg Sestero. I do – some of the explanation in this movie is just so weird. With the bloody shirt, you know, like, 
I was like, I'm I'm glad that they circled back on that because the entire because even the uh, yeah. nostalgia critic never talked about it. So I was like, some of the stuff was straight up surprised. I was like, oh, they're circling back on this. But he's got a bloody shirt, and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I almost <laughs> wish that part could have gotten left out. I would have accepted him just having a weird bloody shirt the whole entire first half of this movie. <laughs> I was kind of curious about that, so I mean, I'm glad that they got back to it. I guess, but yeah, <laughs> you were saved by the little tree. <laughs> A little pe- a little lemon tree. <laughs> what did he say? When life gives you lemons, you just gotta take a drink. <laughs> or make a drink. You know, it's how the saying goes. I mean, I think the room will always be my favorite, but I, I this is definitely a better movie. And I feel like the room we've kind of already watched it so many times that it's so like burned out for us that like. Maybe Anything fresh is, is going to be, you know, seem new and cool, but I don't know. It's man. certainly a good follow up. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I think what what does it for me, it's just the combination of both Tommy Wiseau in this movie and Uncle Rick in this movie, because yeah. those two characters need to just make a movie by themselves. And I'm cool with Greg Sestero <laughs> even being in it. Because Greg Sestero seems like it's the only, even though he's not the greatest actor, he's the only bit of normality to any of these damn movies. Yeah, just like <laughs> he seems like for not the most part, because I mean, when there's a scene where he may have he was in danger, and for never not a single second did it ever look on his face that he was ever in danger. He's just like, oh, okay, no. I have to kneel down now because <laughs> the bad man told me to. So it's just like. <laughs> He never <laughs> acted as if anything terrible was going on. He acted the same way. And maybe that's what is. No, he doesn't have any kind of emotional range on screen for sure. <laughs> None. But it's the only bit of normality in this movie is just like, yep, that's Greg Sestero. Tommy Wiseau, <laughs> one end of the spectrum. Uncle Rick is the other end of that spectrum. <laughs> and I need those three to be in a movie so bad again. Please make it happen. <laughs> Please. God, I love Uncle Rick. I just want a spin-off movie about him. He's probably not dead. There's no literally one, one thing in the special dead. features that's just called Uncle Rick, and it's just him saying oh. a bunch of random shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy with it. It's so good. <laughs> uh, like his hat started to fall off, so he just takes his hat off, fixes his hair, is like, gotta stay handsome. <laughs> What did he say about like how he was banging her so hard last night that the head, something about the headboard, head uh, headboard (laughs) homicide. (laughs) 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 Almost committed a headboard homicide. (laughs) I mean, it could have been anything. Could have been you gotta watch out for the cougar, or it's uh, oh yeah, cougar stalking me, cougar chasing me. She lives next door. (laughs) She's pretty cute though. Oh, that was definitely ad lib. The pretty cute though. That was so good. God, I love it. I'm telling you, Uncle Rick. Oh God, I just want to see their interactions because you don't really get to see Tommy Wiseau and Uncle Rick interact very much at all in this movie. Oh, so that's just true. to see the two of them together, I think they probably butt heads, and it may not be as good though. But I don't know. I have no idea because they seem, I think it'd be pretty good. They both seem like alpha actors. Not saying that they are mm-hmm. alpha actors, but I know Tommy Wiseau. It seems like he wants things to go his way, and then. I'm sure Uncle Rick would is probably in the same category. <laughs> it's just like I want things to go my way, so I don't know how well that would be, but man, uh, I don't know. It's just so good. I don't know. I, I like, would love to see it. I like when Tommy Wiseau has to go choke, uh, or when Harvey has to go choke uh, 
John. And it's just like, as soon as he does, like, the movie just has a gasm. <laughs> like, that's just, <laughs> boom. It's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> what a movie. I just like when he starts singing. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yep. god it's so good but yeah that's yeah best so friends. best friends yeah definitely go go find it somewhere go find it it needs to be found <laughs> rent it yeah i mean you could probably rent it on amazon actually i think you could definitely rent it on amazon i recommend owning this in your collection it needs to be owned <laughs> for sure um just mainly for the deleted scenes and the the special features <laughs> of uncle rick to be honest with you that's... i wonder if you can watch those on that uh Digital copy. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, you have to. Just look for the Uncle <laughs> I Rick. I want to see more Uncle Rick. <laughs> so fucking funny. Even just watching the Tommy Wiseau stuff is still gold. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> he just kind of sings his lines. Like they start videotaping him outside while he's walking around with the script, and he's just singing every damn line. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I don't understand any of it, but I'm glad that all of it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'll, oh, I do the same man. thing when I have to memorize like weird stuff like the preamble or like whatever. So, yes. So I have to sing. I mean, the Animaniacs did that with the whole capitals and the states and stuff. So oh, I mean, that helped me so much. Exactly. So I took some helps. geography class in college where I had to like, they would give us like a map of every continent. You had to like remember all the names and put them in there and shit. Those that fucking song about all the nations of the world that fucking saved my ass so many times. Damn. That was in geometry <laughs> class, you said? Uh, geography. Oh, geography. I was like, oh, <laughs> geometry doesn't sound right, but all right, I'll go with it. I guess continents will be different shapes. What's the hypotenuse of Finland? <laughs> A? <laughs> all right, well, uh, I guess we should do some Weird Al. Oh, yeah. Talking about some good times, this one, because we're finally at No More Putting It Off. Running with scissors. Oh, this is the good one. Yeah. This is the good one. All right, I'm in now. Get excited. I was about to put my microphone away. <laughs> I was gonna go look at Uncle Rick for a little bit. I would have. I would have. Don't don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> All right. So this is a great album. This was a formative album in our young lives. Um, there might be more than three winners on this one, just because it's such a great album, and some some albums not as much. <laughs> yep. But. This uh, this first one, I don't believe it's a style parody of anyone in particular. I think it's a style parody of like Zydeco music, which ask me to define what that is. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> me neither. But it's a little song called My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder. Yeah, old school. I like it. Well, he looks so grim I guess it really must suck to be a rock star like him What a pain in the butt to have so much success Spending all his time hoping and avoiding the press But my girl can't get enough of his sullen demeanor Like he's some big torture genius and I'm from
like that song a lot. Um, it reminds me of catchy. like the music from. Uh, you remember the Deep Rivers Water Park commercial? Deep River Water Park. <laughs> it's simply splash test. <laughs> that one. That's what it reminds me of. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that weird, like uh, you know, southern kind of polka. I guess that's what Zydeco is. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Who truly knows? You know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Only the shadow knows. And only something water park. It's simply <laughs> splash tastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Good times. Well, the next song. Uh, this one was just kind of. I feel like they just threw this one in. <laughs> this was when Weird Al was doing his TV show on CBS, um, and he had to write a theme song for the for the show. And this is the Weird Al show theme. This was the actual theme song from the show. It's it's not bad. It kind of tells the story of how he got the show, essentially, and that kind of thing. There was like a cool, uh, you know, claymation kind of intro for the show. So this is just kind of a you know short theme song for that. It's about a minute long. And here it is. Oh, this is a story about a guy named Al, and he lived in a sewer with his hamster pal. But the sanitation workers really didn't approve, so he packed up his accordion and had to move to a city in Ohio, where he lived in a tree, and he worked in a naval decongestant factory, and he played on the company bowling team. And every single night he had a fringe recurring dream, where he was wearing leader hosen and a bat of sour cream. But that's really not important to the story. Well, the very next year he met a dental hygienist with a special and tattooed on her arm. On her arm, but he didn't even touch, and he lost her number. Then he got himself a job on a tater tot farm, and he Spend his life saving on a split level game Putting him on the surface of the earth, of the earth. And he really makes a mighty fine jelly bean and pickle sandwich For what it's worth Then one day I was in the forest trying to get a tan When he heard the torture screaming of a funny little man He was caught in a bear trap and now set him free And the guy that he rescued was grateful as could be And it turns out he's a big chef producer on TV So he gives Al a contract and what do you know Now he's got his very own weird Al It continuous, continuously goes. <laughs> it goes and goes. Yeah, so that's all right. Um, it's not really anything to write home about, but, you know. No! For TV shows, it was good, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, that show, I mean, it had some moments for sure. I never uh, saw All the show. times where he would, oh, God, I have it on DVD. <laughs> because I'm a weirdo like that. But anytime, that's where all those film strips came from, where yeah. he would be like, you know, like, Things about like tooth, uh, tooth care and that kind of shit and manners. <laughs> those are hilarious. Those all came from that. As were like the best parts of that show besides those was when he would watch TV. And that's where like Papa Bully and Baby Bully were on and all those commercial parodies like the uh, 30% chance of rain. <laughs> yeah. And silly choice dinners and all that stuff. All that stuff came from that show. So that was good. I love that show for parts of it. But the, like it kind of like I said, it was during the like time where CBS had kind of taken well, CBS was the one putting it out and they were kind of forced by the networks to put on, you know, so many hours of educational programming and shit. So they kind of made each episode have to have like a moral so they could qualify it as educational, you know, and that just kind of ruined TV for kids forever. <laughs> like that's what cost the, the Bozo show to go off the air too. Cause they had to keep putting all these educational segments in and nobody watched it anymore because it wasn't fun. <laughs> yep. So just ruined everything for everyone. Thanks a lot, educational system. Thanks, America. <laughs> All right. Well, this next one, I'm pretty sure you know who this is a style parody of. Oh, okay. Little song called Germs. 
I'd like this song. <laughs> Do you know who it is without me even playing it? Nope. You got to play it first. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here it is. It's a good song. Nine Inch Nails. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I got it. Nailed it. Nine mm. Inch Nailed it. I Nine Inched it. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, I really love that song. It kind of, you, you can tell it's the Nine Inch Nails style parody. It really sounds like certain, like there's bits that are taken like almost right out of Nine Inch Nails songs. You can certainly pinpoint like, oh, that sounds just like that song. Yeah. But it's all combined into this new, you know, different type of song that really does sound like a Nine Inch Nails song. Um, better than I've heard anyone else get close to uh, to Trent Reznor's style. <laughs> That's true. It's such a good song, though. I really like it. Yeah, it's great. That is a classic for sure. As is this next one. Oh, this is one of my all-time favorites. Um, This is a little song called Your Horoscope for Today. Oh, Oh, God, I haven't heard the song in forever. All right, let's do it. song is so good. It's kind of like a style parody of, like, third wave ska i guess they call it which is kind of like you know the late 90s when ska had a big revival with like uh real big fish no doubt all that kind of stuff yeah um so this is a parody of that uh kind of style about horoscopes and it kind of is him giving you know reading of the horoscopes of each of the different uh <laughs> signs and they're all just hilarious um here it is your horoscope for today Your birthday party will be ruined once again by your explosive flatulence. Your love life will run into trouble when your fiancé hurls a javelin through your chest. The position of Jupiter says that you should spend the rest of the week face down in the mud. Try not to shove a roll of duct tape up your nose while taking your driver's test. Now is not a good time to photocopy your butt and staple it to your boss's face. Oh no, eat a bucket of tuna flavored pudding and wash it down with a Today, when you wind up with your head impaled upon a stick, that's your horoscope. 
probable or at the very least a bit unlikely that the relative position of the planets and the stars could have a special deep significance or meaning that exclusively applies to only you. But let me give you my assurance that these forecasts and predictions are all based on solid scientific documented evidence. So you would have to be some kind of moron not to realize that every single one of them is absolutely true. Where was I? Libra, a big Except for That's you. <laughs> all of it's just random random crazy shit and it's all just good and funny i love that part where it gets really fast where he's kind of just rattling stuff off there um that's one of my favorite parts of the whole song i don't know how you let me did. say <laughs> as a sagittarius i will not be taking down the naked pictures of Ernest board nine i've got hanging in my den i need them <laughs> i'm a sagittarius and i will take <laughs> them down no don't do it don't cave i have to cave that song reminds <laughs> me of and this is gonna sound stupid but it just reminds me of the 2000s it's just that that's what it was it was just like we listened to that album so much yeah it's just so reminiscent to that time in my life it's just like oh man it just reminds me of like radio <laughs> disney or yep. chilling in my room or just shit like that like my old room not definitely my... takes you right back to that greenhouse for yeah, sure definitely <laughs> Damn greenhouse. <laughs> God, good times. Crazy greenhouse times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, what a great album. All the way through. Yep. Except for it's just you. made Poodle Hat so much more <laughs> disappointing in comparison. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> You're riding so high. Man. All right. Uh, next one, we got a little song called Truck Driving Song. Uh, this was like a country song, kind of paying, paying homage to the old, you know, school country where they were always about truck drivers and shit. <laughs> so this oh. is a song about trucks uh, and driving. It's got a little bit of a <laughs> twist to it. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. That's it. <laughs> Which I guess we'll say that. I'll tell you because I think. Oh, oops. Jesus. Can't even, <laughs> I don't know can't even start it right. <laughs> So yeah, it's basically about a guy driving a truck with his high heels on. So it takes a little little bit of a twist there. Oh. <laughs> Let's hear more. My rig is northward bound. It's time to put that hammer down. Just watching as the miles go flying by. I'm riding twenty tons of steel, but it's sure hard to hold the wheel while I'm still waiting for my nails to dry. Oh, I always gotta check my lipstick in that rearview mirror. Pink Angora sweater fits so tight I'm jamming gears and hauling freight Well I sure hope my seams are straight Lord don't let my mascara run tonight Because I'm driving a truck Driving a big old truck Smokey's on my tail and my accelerator stuck Got these 18 wheels a-rolling until the break of dawn Driving a truck It's uh, it's certainly not my favorite by any stretch of the imagination. And now I bet if he tried to make that song, people would just be like, how dare you judge him? <laughs> oh, that's so true. Let him, let him drive a truck with his high heels on. How dare you? This isn't funny. This is a documentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. What the world. <laughs> What's well, a world without oranges, John? <laughs> I could bring you oranges, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. And finally, 
We've got the granddaddy of them all. The real piece de resistance. Got two clips from this song, and it's not even covering the half of it. <gasps> oh, I know this one. And yep. uh, oh. little song called Albuquerque. It's probably gonna be number one. No. Nope. Yeah. Man, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be right <laughs> there gonna, next to the Christmas song. Definitely it's gonna in rival. <laughs> it's uh this the song is eleven and a half minutes long, if uh not slightly longer than that. <laughs> It's uh, it's just a long, long ass story to kind of close out the album. Uh, <laughs> it goes on all kind of weird jags. And then, you know, finally, by the end of it, gets back to the whole point of the song that it was starting with. But we're going to look at some clips from the middle of the song. Um, the whole thing, it, it's called Albuquerque. It tells the story of <laughs> basically Weird Al's. How he finally got to Albuquerque. He won this this trip on a radio show by correctly guessing the number of molecules on Leonard Nimoy's butt. <laughs> uh-huh. And then he gets on an airplane. And I believe that's where this first clip picks off is with him on the airplane and kind of tells the story of his airplane ride. Um or possibly no, you know, I think I think where this picks up is right after that. He the airplane crashes. Uh and he survives he's the only one who survives the plane crash. And that's where this first clip picks up. A little song called Albuquerque. Well, I checked into my room and I turned down the AC and I turned on the SpectraVision and I'm just about to eat that little chocolate mint on my pillow that I love so very, very much when suddenly there's a knock on the door. Well, now, who could that be? I say, who is it? No answer. Who is it? There's no answer. Who is it? They're not saying anything. So finally I go over and I open the door and just as I suspected, it's some big fat hermaphrodite with a flock of seagulls haircut and only one nostril. Oh man, I hate it when I'm right. So anyway, he burst into my room and he grabbed my lucky snorkel and I'm like, hey, you can't have that. That snorkel's been just like a snorkel to me. And he's like, tough. And I'm like, give it. And he's like, make me. And I'm like, Okay, so I grabbed his leg and he grabbed my esophagus and I bit off his ear and he chewed off my eyebrows and I took out his appendix and he gave me a colonic irrigation. Yes, indeed, you better believe it. And somehow in the middle of it all, the phone got knocked off the hook. And 20 seconds later, I heard a familiar voice. And you know what it said? I'll tell you what it said. It said, if you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your arm. Yeah, that part's super, super good. All right, what about the yeah. second part? Where's this one? Oh, <laughs> the next part is actually where that less one left uh, left off. Basically, we're gonna listen to the chronologically next part. Um, as we get into the most classic part of this song for me, at least, where he ends up going to a donut shop. Uh, <laughs> I just I really love this whole part. Uh, I saw him do this live at that most recent tour, and it was so good because he made this part so much longer <laughs> and just made it more funny just by adding in more and more donuts. And oh, fuck, yeah. it was amazing. I it was like a part. Halle Berry donut and stuff like that. It's so, it so good. But let's listen to the uh, the album version here as uh, Weird Al goes to the donut shop. Well, to cut a long story short, he got away with my snorkel. But I made a solemn vow right then and there that I would not rest. 
I would not sleep for an instant until the one-nostrilled man was brought to justice. But first I decided to buy some donuts. So I got in my car and I drove over to the donut shop and I walked on up to the guy behind the counter and he says, yeah, what do you want? I said, you got any glazed donuts? He said, no, we're out of glazed donuts. I said, well, you got any jelly donuts? He said, no, we're out of jelly donuts. I said, you got any Bavarian cream-filled donuts? He said, no, we're out of Bavarian cream-filled donuts. I said, you got any cinnamon rolls? He said, no, we're out of cinnamon rolls. I said, you got an apple fritters? He said, no, we're out of apple fritters. I said, you got any bear claws? He said, wait a minute. I'll go check. No, we're out of bear claws! I said, well, in that case, in that case, what do you have? He says, all I got right now is this box of one dozen starving crazed weasels. I said, okay, I'll take that. So he hands me the box and I open up the lid and the weasels jump out and they immediately latch onto my face and start biting me all over. <laughs> oh man, they were just going nuts. They were tearing me apart. You know, I think it was just about that time that a little ditty started going through my head. I believe it went a little something like this. That's exactly when I ran into the girl of my dreams. Her name was Zelda. She was a calligraphy enthusiast with a slight overbite and hair the color of strained peaches. I'll never forget the very first thing she said to me. She said, hey, you got weasels on your face. That's when I knew it was true love. Yeah, that's good. That whole donut thing is so... It's so simple, but it's always funny. <laughs> it's effective. Just listing things and saying you don't have them, but you know what? It's just a classic joke that always works. <laughs> it's so good. And it's so good because he talks about, uh, like, he meets this girl, and in, like it's the woman of his dreams, and they get married and have kids and stuff. And then one day she asks if he wants to be... Uh, he wants to join the Columbia Records Club, and he's like, "That's too much commitment." And he just leaves, and they never see each other again. <laughs> <laughs> the whole story is just so good and random, and I I love the whole thing. Yeah, um, it's it is very very much a good song. Yeah, so that one's definitely going in. <laughs> I don't think we need to debate any on that. Nope. Um, horoscope for today. Yep. I'm saying that's definitely going in. Germs. Germs. Yep. Yep. Do we want to throw in My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder? Yes. That's a catchy song. Yeah. It is. It's so good. But it's not got the a truck driver chorus. song. That song could suck my wiener. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I got no problem leaving that one out. Or good. the Weird Al show theme. Yeah. That one too. <laughs> <laughs> don't need them. I don't need All them. All right. Well, uh, I guess before we close off, I wanted to try a little something that we did on uh, the Gummy Bear Factory before. Oh. Give you a short quiz and some movie taglines. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. We'll do it the same way we did on there where, you know, I'll give you more information as we go along. But the point value will also decrease as you get more information. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see how well you know your movie taglines. 
Ah, uh, let's see. Okay. What do we want to do here? <laughs> oh, here's a here's a, a simple one. Not really simple in guessing, but <laughs> a simple plan. Simple and it's not very long. Uh from zero to hero. Um I think it's like every movie. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Does describe many things. I'll say ready player one. No. That's this is a solid guess. But uh okay. Uh I will give you now the uh I guess I'll give you the genre next. This is a comedy slash superhero film. Uh, the Phantom. Mm. <laughs> you got that Billy Zane on the brain. I like Billy Zane. <laughs> He's always on my brain. <laughs> uh, no. Good guess, but no. Next up, I will give you the year it was released. Came out in 1994. Oh, I'm... That doesn't help because I'm going to say the Phantom again. That's <laughs> <laughs> when that movie came out. Um, Next, I'll give you the star. It stars Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, this isn't the Phantom. <laughs> <coughs> it's either the Phantom or Titanic, and you're getting confused where the Titanic was indeed a superhero. <laughs> it was. It was weak against icebergs. <laughs> um. 1994 it's the height of the comic book movie, movie. yeah i know and not really <laughs> which i should be able to get because of its non-existentness <laughs> what fucking comic book movie zero to hero i'm zero to hero oh my god i don't know i don't want to drag it on <laughs> with me thinking either i'll say flash gordon <laughs> That was definitely 94. <laughs> uh, nope, that is incorrect. The Rocketeer. Uh, next, I will give you the star, and I'm pretty sure this will probably give it away, but... <laughs> Who knows? Never know. <laughs> this movie starred Jim Carrey. The Mask. Nice. <laughs> there you Good go. Good call. Yep. Should have given me that one first. <laughs> That's why I don't. <laughs> But it's easier that way. <laughs> All right. I didn't even know Zero to Hero was even in that. That's the tagline <laughs> to that movie. I mean, it makes sense. He was a fucking total, you know, loser at the That's beginning. Every movie. <laughs> That's Rocky. Yeah, but they really played up his loserishness. Like Smoking. everything about losery. <laughs> That's tagline. P A R T Y, because I've got to. Those are taglines. <laughs> Zero to Hero. Nope. <laughs> not doing it for it's me. It's not best quote. <laughs> it's tagline. It was taglines. <laughs> oh man. All right. What about Let's go with Oh, there's something about your first piece. Uh Jumanji. <laughs> No. All right. Not so much. 
<laughs> I don't know what first piece was. Oh, I guess the board pieces. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to say saw next. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this movie is a comedy. Saw. <laughs> no, you're getting colder. <laughs> Uh, All right. uh, this movie came out in 1999. Point value is now down to three. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're never going to get high score at this rate. No. Uh, a comedy 99. Peace. Miss Congeniality. Peace. <laughs> no. I feel like you're getting somewhat warmer now. Like you peed in the pool just a little. My first peas. <laughs> um, this movie stars uh, Sh- Sean William Scott. Oh, come on, He's man. one of the actors in it. <laughs> he also played in about 400 other movies in 99. Uh, oh, American Pie. Yeah, there you go. But that was the good one. You did it. <laughs> First piece of pie. Got it. Miss Congeniality still a mile away. I was thinking world peace. Uh, All right. Oh, this is a classic. You'll believe a man can fly. Rocketeer. (laughs) Solid guess, but no. Um, this is an adventure slash superhero movie. Slash superhero movie. Believe <laughs> that men can fly. It's a slash fiction. Adventure slash uh, Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> so close, but no. This movie came out in 1978. Superman. Hey, back in the day. Yes, you did it. Unfortunately, I wish I said that first. (laughs) Because I almost did. I said, nope. And then the second one, I was like, ah, it's it's still too (laughs) easy. Because keep saying no. Yeah, Chronicles and Artie made more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like the logical response in this situation. I feel like Superman was just too easy. I don't know why it's adventure. Sometimes they are. That's just Sometimes straight up superhero they... movie with <laughs> Superman. It's the name of the movie. He has adventures. They all do. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we'll do two more. Avengers, the end game. The greatest adventure <laughs> of them all. <laughs> it is. It probably will be. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here we go. His story will touch you, even though he can't. <laughs> um, ghost. Oh, solid, but no, no. Uh, four, four points. This movie is a fantasy drama. Oh, fantasy. <laughs> Just like heaven. Oh, no. No, no, no. Good cure song, but... <laughs> Um, this movie came out in. Where the fuck would it go? 1990. Uh, 1990 for three points. 
I'm going to stick with my first one. Ghost. <laughs> well, it wasn't right the first time, but this time it was. You went. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make the lower yeah. point values. Confidence. <laughs> That's what drives me. It is not ghost. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let me take um, a second guess. That wasn't okay. my real one. <laughs> um, the story will touch you even though he can't. Uh, Ghost Dad. <laughs> he put the pills in the people. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. This movie. One of the stars is Winona Ryder. Ah, Beetlejuice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it! You're so close, though. <laughs> so very, very close. <laughs> all right. For one point, one measly little point. This is the round where I basically try to spell it out for you. I know what round it is. You don't have to tell me that every time. <laughs> okay, so his story will touch you even though he can't. Why can't he touch you? Maybe because he's got dangerous hands. <laughs> oh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Uh, it's such a good movie. <laughs> you were so close. You're the wrong Tim Burton movie. I didn't know that that was 99 or 90. Yeah. Damn. It's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. I recommend it. It's probably the only good Johnny Depp movie. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. The first Pirates isn't bad. That one's okay. And he was in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I mean, he's I know you like one. that. Movie. I do like that movie. He, he was the star. <laughs> <laughs> he played Freddy. It. He played, he played Nancy. Knows. <laughs> he did all the roles. He's that versatile an actor. He's Eddie Murphy of the horror genre. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 7, The Clumps. <laughs> the amount of money I would pay to go see that is extraordinary. I would hand up my wands and just take it. Here's all my passwords. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> All right. Uh one more. This ain't no game. Ain't no game. The longest yard. <laughs> uh no. Oh, that's a solid guess. I like where your where your head's at on that one. You sounded black. <laughs> uh it's, this movie is an adventure comedy. Again with these adventure comedies. Ain't no game. I already said the longest yard, though. That's the thing. Um, it's full of adventure. It's like trying not to get raped in the shower. <laughs> Tracy Morgan is a weird female cheerleader in that movie. <laughs> um, uh, this ain't no game. Oh man, uh, this ain't no game. What this ain't no game. Uh, we will say Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> oh, that's quite the adventure. Choice. I haven't even thought of that movie in a long time, but no. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> nope, it is not Tony Danza. Was that that one? Oh, I think he played the five. No. <laughs> or is he? No, that was a different movie. Was he in that? The, the, maybe the second one? Christopher Lloyd oh. was in the first one. Maybe Tony yeah, Danza was the that. father or something. I don't know. Yeah, he might have been the father. I thought he was in there somewhere. 
God, if there is a God, can you please let the angels win the pennant? <laughs> you wasted my... All right, yeah, so not angels on the outfield. Next guess. It probably came out around the same time as Angels in the Outfield, though, uh, because this movie came out in 1993. Ain't no game. <laughs> this ain't no game. This ain't no game. Um, hmm. Oh, man, I don't know. This ain't no game. Let's really think. Um, 93... We'll say The Golden Child. That was a huge adventure. <laughs> I want to say that was the 80s, but it, no. <laughs> I think it was the 80s. Or early 90s. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah. It's, it's one of those probably later 80s, early 90s, one of those eras where everything was colorful and cool. <laughs> I know. And everyone music. had baggy pants. Parachute pants. It came out in... Oh, damn. That was a while ago. 86. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so not 1993 is what you're saying. Now, we're going to look up movies released in 893. <laughs> no, that's called cheating. <laughs> you close that down right now. All right. I'm sorry. This movie featured John Leguizamo. Oh, it's the Mar- oh, it's the Mario Brothers. I didn't yeah. find it on here because it probably it. <laughs> it probably wants to be not known as being released ever. <laughs> wow, it's not even on this list. Damn, <laughs> they're trying to bury it. <laughs> this ain't no movie either. <laughs> no movie. I should have guessed that. Damn, yeah, it's not on this yeah. list. There's so many movies that did come out in '93, though. Holy shit! Listen to this list. It's incredible how many amazing movies came out on, in that year. Jurassic yep. Park, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. The Fugitive, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, one of the greatest movies of all time, Cool Runnings, um, <laughs> Schindler's List, The Sandlot, Rudy, Groundhog Day, uh, Demolition Man, The Last Action Shit. Hero, Dazed and Confused, Tombstone, Hocus Pocus, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Grumpy Old Men, The Firm, I don't know what that one is. Uh, Homeward, oh, that's a good movie, Tom Homeward Cruise. Bound. Are you fucking with me? Homeward Bound as well? <laughs> Robin Hood, Men in Tights, <laughs> The Three Musketeers, Wayne's World 2, Cliffhanger, fucking Sylvester Stallone had two movies that came out that year, yeah. Leprechaun, Sleepless in Seattle, Adam's Family Values, probably not the better of them, uh, <laughs> Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, Free nice. Willy, The Boy's Life, uh, Rookie of the Year, which is the other one I was going to go with, oh. um, Sister Act 2, Coneheads, um, that's basically the the better the better ones. Damn, what a that's fucking a loaded year! year. <laughs> Damn, the '90s were so much better than now. <laughs> I can't even name three that came out last year. Not three. Yeah, I saw them all, and I would still be struggling probably. <laughs> so forgettable. Yep. Man, Free Willy, what an amazing original idea! Just gotta free that <laughs> whale. Just got to free that little whale. Just got to free that willy sometimes. That would be different <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> ah, well, that's basically it. We've got uh, how many points did I score? Uh, you got. 
got nine points. Ah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a possible 25. <laughs> that's like all my test scores. God, that sounds so stressful when you put it that way. <laughs> I wish it was out of 10. I don't like when you make it a fraction. <laughs> Go back to just giving me the point value. <laughs> I don't want, I kind of wish you never told me that last part. We should have just let the audience figure that out. Nine was good. Out of 25, not good. It's a super failure score, oh, and I need my to go pride. back to first grade. Oh, God. Oh. Stressing me out real hard. All right. Well, this has been another great and amazing episode from the original Jiggity Janksters. Um, tune in next time where we get to talk about Paranormal Activity 3 and our favorite thing in the world, Cool Runnings. And maybe paranormal sex tape. <laughs> yes. Not going to lie. Definitely yes. If I can find it, I will watch it and analyze it. <laughs> Which is appropriate. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, this has been another great episode from the original Janksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember that flip of that tip. And have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Bye. And thanks for listening. <laughs> Promotional products are brought to you by... Oh, <laughs> oh,